0: The one scripture that comes to my mind um, when it was an opportunity, and I must ask you how long I have. See, he said three hours. He just, uh, okay, 40, 40, (laughs) 45 minutes. That's what he said. Uh, Thank y'all very much. Um, The scripture that comes to mind when I I think about what God has done in Penny and I um, over the last... 28 days, 25 days, however long we've been back this time. Because we leave to go back to the res in the morning with Jeff and Tish in tow. Uh, They're going to follow us on the way out there because we know the way. But uh, (laughs) they'll find their way back on their own. But the one thing that that has uh, really been pressing in in, in the five years that we've been in the field, uh, the thing that has been pressing us, uh, this trip, not any of the rest of them, but this trip is this one verse of scripture, uh, Matthew nineteen twenty nine. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. And the thing that really has been weighing on our hearts, that has been pressing us, is that it is really hard to leave this time. We understand it. We've prayed and we've asked the Lord, help us to understand and that scripture comes to mind. You see, Jesus was in a house teaching and there was a lot of people pressing in around and the couple of the disciples, it may have been two of them, I think I'd like to picture two of them, worm their way through the crowd and found Jesus and said, hey, your mom and them are out there in the back. Y'all from South Mississippi, you know who your mom and them is. <laughs> And uh, Jesus has said, um, they can wait. Now, when I say that, I'm thinking of my heritage, where I come from, the deep, thick, rich Ladner Cuevas blood that I come from, and uh, kill, kill for your family that I come from, that kind of blood thicker than water. Y'all, y'all probably don't know what I'm talking about. They don't know what I'm talking about, Jeff. You get it, and I have family, my own son. My oldest son struggles with addiction, facing felony charges. My own son, I have first cousins. One of them, uh, Ryan Collier, Jeff knows him. He'll be seeking you for a mentorship, by the way. Just graduated from the home of Grace. My own siblings. I know Christ because of my mother. And that's how I honor her. I share that. I know Christ because of my mother. But I'm a man. And I understand what men need. Amen, men? And the tug, it. This is, this is the only daughter, only child at the moment on this side of glory of Billy and Pat Johnson, only grandchildren. They're sitting right there, by the way, my honored guest and Uncle Robert and his beautiful wife, my family sitting right there. Oh, ain't Diane. You see, this family right here we're walking away from. And this time, it's been harder than any of the rest of the times at looking at going back. And not to mention the rest of my family in this church. I've known Brother Tony for nearly 20 years, Wade and Tracy, 22 years, something like that. Uh, my namesake father back there, Chuck Lopez. I look like a Lopez. He looks like the Williams, so it works. <laughs> and Sister Nancy, a mom and dad for me. I, we're leaving family when when I read that passage of scripture. My wife and I, and Lord bless our oldest son, Christian. He desires a youth group. I mean, longing desire. Can't wait for the opportunity. His granddaddy brought him down here Wednesday night so he could go to youth. <laughs> the last time he was going to get to. I, I, I say all that to say this. It is a joy for us to pack it up tonight and go back in the morning. I mean, we'll get to linger with family for a few minutes, Jeff and Tish, for a week. That, that'll that'll kind of keep us hang. That's, that's the uh, IV injection or the uh, syringe, needle, whatever. That'll be our crack fix <laughs> for a week, and then it's done. Take us to our new family, who I want to share with you tonight. And I, I'll, I'll go through. Uh, I can. I have the ability to go through quicker. Uh, this is our church. I, I, what I want to do is share... What God has done in the people. Amen. The people that God has given us to be a witness to. Be disciple makers for. Because see, that's what Jesus told us to do, right? Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Go make disciples. Amen. This is some of the disciples that the Lord sent us. He told us, disciple the people that I send you. This was uh, our first church retreat. I don't know when we'll get to do another one, but praise the Lord we had one. Next slide. This is our first home group. This is uh, at the house that Penny and I used to live in. We lived in that house for three years. The lady on the right is Johanna Begay. Uh, That is her house. She owns that house. And um, the Lord told us, you're fixing to move. And a month later, Grandma and Harry, that's Grandma's husband, uh, came and said, we're ready for you to move. We want our house back. And I don't even know if it was a month. It was a short time period. Lord said, you're fixing to move. They come. We want our house back. And we're like, no problem. We're gone. And that started a whole long, who, who, did Rod, did you shoot that slide? I think it was Rod. It was Rod, wasn't it, John? <laughs> this is our second home droop. Uh, Rod's here so I can harass him for a minute sorry um, we moved from there grandma took her house back just so she could have her house back um, mainly so that her kids when they came up from the valley which is the Phoenix area uh, they had a place to stay instead of in her house with her any of y'all got grandbabies, families I know you do, <laughs> living with you <laughs> It gets tight sometimes, especially in their other house. Uh, that's the first home group. This second home group, this is in cornfields. The other one's in steamboat. Uh, that is Josephine seated. Josephine gave her life to Christ that night. Uh, we started home groups uh, about six months ago. And the reason for home groups, we have Sunday morning church, and then Sunday night, they meet in home groups. And uh, don't, slide, don't move the slide, please. Uh, I want to talk about this slide for a minute. Uh, The reason we do home groups is that in Navajo land, their heart language is Navajo, and when most of the people hear me speak, they translate what I say in English into Navajo, and there are a lot of words that don't translate, like you're welcome. There is no way to say you're welcome in the Navajo language, so What they do is the ones that can speak English pretty good and understand everything I say, they sit in home group on Sunday night and they just boil it all down. The ones that, there are older folks that, Brother Tony, they probably speak um, 10% English and 90% Navajo. And they understand about, maybe a little bit more English, but they don't understand everything I say. And there are people understanding, being their discipleship training is going deeper than I could ever bring it. And there are people coming to home groups that won't come to the church. Now, Josephine seated is a sister of Kathy Chi. She's on the left. Uh, she's our treasurer and probably one of the greatest leaders and uh, uh, deepest uh, um, knowledge in the scriptures uh, in the church. Uh, that's her sister that seated she gave her life to Christ this night. Now, this was a few months ago. Uh, last week, Josephine started the third home group at her house. Got a text message. Uh, the Lord is moving. Next slide, please. Um, this is uh, Penny with her ladies at the Beth, last Beth, Moore? last Bethmore conference. That's not all the ladies that were with her. that's all who would pose. Next slide. Uh, this is our lost loved ones ministry. This is uh, this past uh, year. That's Gabriel right there uh, in the middle. This was in April. Uh, we are in the process of cleaning the cemetery. We call it the lost loved ones outreach. If you look at our website, Life Build Ministries website, uh, lost loved ones outreach. Now, y'all get the, the play on words, Right. <laughs> We're not trying to reach these folks. We're trying to reach the lost family members of these folks. Now, the Cornfields Community President came and asked me about three years ago, will you help us clean our cemetery? The Navajo Nation as a government is working on reorganizing their cemeteries and, try, and, and a push to get people to stop burying people just anywhere out there. So it's a, it's a nationwide Push to do this and cornfields community knows because of the deep superstition in their uh, uh, their people group their traditions their culture uh, that they need some help and they asked our church to do that well we have mission teams comes out and this is one of the things that jo- the joseph's home will be endeavoring to do when they bring mission teams out is help us clean the cemetery they won't go in a cemetery a lot of the people probably a third or half of the people, the Navajo, uh, won't go into a cemetery after they've buried somebody, and, and then most of them won't even go in one period because they're afraid that a evil spirit's going to jump on them on the way out. And uh, they have all kind of rituals. Uh, I've watched them do this with cedar smoke and different kind of baths and things that they do when they're leaving the cemetery. Um, even in funerals that I've, uh, um, done. Uh, they have those. They just can't get away from it. It's 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 in here. It's in here. And uh, what we do, we go in. And many of these grave sites, you see the little the little plate markers. You see a few of them there. Uh, a lot of them. That's all there is, and you can't see a name on it. And some these this section right here uh, predates World War Two. This section here probably goes back to World War I uh, in a lot of the people, and they have no idea who 's buried in these spots, but in this section, next slide i don 't know if the next one uh, this section, yeah, that was the before picture, the other one was the after uh, this was last year. Uh, this section that's, that's pretty much, that 's how grown up it is. They will not go in and clean their grave sites. me, I grew up from before I remember, we were cleaning the grave sites of our family members and we have this, the Justice Home is going to make grave markers, like the wooden ones, like you'd see at, uh, next slide, at a uh, tombstone, uh, uh, you know, the famous tombstone, wooden grave markers are going to make those that say R.I.P. Dene. Now, Dene means the people. And uh, we're going to just try to find, I mean, every spot of dirt in that section that we've cleaned so far, there's somebody buried in every square inch of it. And you could probably put in the first section 100 people, probably lay 100 people to rest, and you can probably find about 40 places where someone is buried. And uh, so we clean the gravesite, take a picture, or take a big picture and put it in the chapter house, and the people see that, and they know what church has done this. The one that's right there in the community, the one that you saw the first slide, uh, that's Cornfields Community Church, and everybody knows where this church is. Next slide. That's Kathy Chi. This is Calvin Chee. Uh, next slide. This is, uh, they've been together for over 30 years, and I married them next to Sholo Lake in December in that picture on the right. Um, in that picture of Calvin, the one he's standing on the trailer full of mud, we weren't hauling mud around. It was <laughs> just a muddy day, really muddy. Um, he gave his life to Christ that day. Uh, and that was in October. In December, I uh, wed them. Uh, this is an amazing opportunity for leadership. He's a raging alcoholic. You are familiar with Navajo Alcoholics. Anybody, anybody testify on that? Say amen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and uh, you're gonna, I'm going to talk about him in a minute. Um, Bernard. Sure, y'all know who him is. Um, he slowly, you see, the sanctification process doesn't happen overnight, does it? Some of y'all are barely awake. Man, I like preaching to my people. Y'all are making me feel like home. Uh, next slide. This is their son-in-law, Owen Chevrio. Owen. Is our deacon next slide we have two deacons he's one of our deacons uh, but he's the deacon that's going to be the pastor of the church owen uh i can i can put him against most of y'all i'm going to get under some some uh uh, skin i would put him against most of y'all on his desire for jesus Now, most most of y'all don't seek after Jesus as hot as he does. Now, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm trying to share with you how passionately he loves the Lord and how hot he is after his relationship with Christ. Amen? This is the church retreat. I had the privilege of baptizing him. I taught on baptism, and a lot of the people, uh, next slide please, didn't know... Uh, before, where their baptism was, uh, what what baptism really meant, and weren't properly baptized, were baptized before salvation. Y'all understand. Uh, this is his wife, Willie. Uh, next slide. Willie uh, is struggles with. Um, she's a registered nurse. She worked in probably the nicest, not probably the nicest hospital on the reservation. Uh, she's a registered nurse, and she almost killed herself. Uh, her brother found her parked on the side of a dirt road out in the middle of nowhere. If any of y'all been to the res, it's out, out in the middle of nowhere, it's not like out in the middle of nowhere here. It's literally out in the middle of nowhere. Her brother happened to come by her. Her truck was parked on the, on the, on the dirt road, running, windows up, doors locked, air conditioner blowing, syringe in her arm, tourniquet still on there. And the paramedic said that if he had, he had gone by 20 minutes later, she'd be dead. She almost crippled her. Well, she did cripple herself. She uh, uh, can't walk good. Uh, the left-hand side of her body is, she about killed it. And she is passionately in love with Jesus. That, that whole thing brought her to Christ. She will eventually, she and one of the other ladies will be eventually Uh, running the CR program when we started. Next slide. That's her heart. That's the pastor's wife by the way. And she is that kind of woman. That's the woman that God is making her. This is the day that we ordained Henry and Owen. I could talk hours about Henry alone, but we're going to keep on going. Uh, Next slide. He's a crazy guy. Uh, This is this year, Cemetery Ministry. Owen. This is Owen. Uh, Next slide, please. Um, Owen has called in I think about a week's worth of work in the last six months so he could be at church functions. He works on the railroad. He worked, It's like uh, uh, working on an oil rig, two weeks on, two weeks off. That's Owen's shift. And he has preached for me twice since we've been gone. Navajo man. And Brother Tony, I'm gonna show you some texts that, uh, that he sent me, I mean some awesome stuff. Uh, this is Loretta. Uh, Loretta Benali. A lot of y'all have probably heard of her. She came to Christ from the construction ministry. Look at that lady. She. she she'll tell you that her husband is Jesus. And ladies, y- y'all talk to Penny a minute about Loretta and her heart for the Lord. It's amazing. She came out of the Navajo tradition. She she's not struggling with any kind of white culture tradition. I'm talking about the Pharisee tradition, the one that went out there uh, 100 years ago, 75 years ago, 50 years ago, and told them, okay, cut your hair, put this little dress on, go to boarding school, can't speak Navajo. I'm talking about that religion. I'm not talking about you. (laughs) I'm talking about the Pharisee legalism is what a lot of the older folks remember. So you're fighting against that. This lady, her family's traditional Navajo. She gave her life to Christ. In, in just a few years, she hears the voice of the Holy Spirit clearly. She, God, God gives her dreams. You ever read the scripture where it talks about dreams and visions and things? She has dreams that come true. This lady, I, <laughs> you talking about uh, uh, the... the lady calling you about the baby for adoption this morning that story she tells us stories like that all the time next slide this was her home before the construction ministry next slide this was almost finished with it that's the finished product on the right hand side of it I I couldn't find a anyway next slide this is her baptism at our church Um, next slide this is her playing with our kids. <laughs> She's a kid at heart. Most Native Americans, even the oldest, will get out and play like that. Their culture is, is a much slower than the rat race that we live in or we come from that you're in. Next slide. This is Lucinda Begay. Lucinda Begay is one of the ladies that we consecrated for, and a lot of you may remember those pictures. Uh, Lucinda gave her life to Christ uh, the second year that I came out on a vacation Bible school trip, and I never knew that. Next slide. Until we baptized her, I had the the first people that we baptized. I had them write their testimony out, and they all do before they get baptized. And in her testimony, <laughs> I led her to Christ, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, look at that lady. Loves Jesus, loves the Lord, witnesses every chance. These, all these people do, they're telling people about Christ. They know that their tradition is not the way. Next slide. This is uh, Dakota. Gave his life to the Lord just this past, uh, when was that? Last summer. That yeah, was last summer. Next slide. Y'all recognize that guy? I'm going to leave that for, for a second. I know there's some, there may be some people in the church, maybe not in here, that still have some some little angst that you might feel, and I completely get it. Hey, I got five years of angst on this dude. Anybody match me on that? (laughs) I got stories, Brother Tony knows, I got stories. I got stories that y'all would be, uh, uh, uh flabbergasted by with my experience with Bernard but I love this dude this man's my brother and whether you know it or not in the frustration that some of you felt or saw and I hate I'm not saying you're wrong at all what Jesus do when he made a whip and he went into the money changers what'd he do He is a little upset. Be angry and sin not. So I get it. Because this dude called me at two in the morning, Bernard, what do you want? (laughs) I wasn't nice with him. But he loves me. Amen. Amen. This was the day I put him on the bus. This was Jeff rubbing in Pirates Cove. (laughs) Jerk. It was good. I've dying for some Pirate's Cove. We've been here a month, and I know you, ain't none. But look at the look on the face. The day I put him on the bus, and how, many, how long ago, uh, how, how many months after the bus was the Pirate's Cove episode? Two months? After he'd been here. You, you're, you're dealing with, and going to be dealing with more, because there'll be two men, Two more Navajo, two more of my guys in Bethel Colony. There's one right now that Jeff and I took down a month ago, and there's another one on his way, Owen's brother. Now, they'll be in Bethel Colony prayerfully six months. Is that six months? And then come out and transition with the Josephs home. You are equipped to minister, you're better equipped, you're infinitely more equipped than any other church on the Mississippi coast to minister to Navajo. And guess how deep the ministry's gonna get for (laughs) y'all? Pretty deep, huh? God just prepared you with Bernard. Now, Bernard, since he's been back, next slide. These are just some y'all may or may not have seen. This was another rubbing it in picture. I think Bernard did this on his own, jerk. Next picture. This is, uh, he came back, uh, I don't know, what, a year ago and visited and then came back out here. Um, Bernard, since he's been back, has been in the word. He's been staying with his mom, Catherine, my Navajo mother. I love that lady like a mother, his mom. She calls me son and loves me like a son. And uh, that's, I, I wanna bring her back here so bad I can taste it. Uh, But this is the kind of relationship that God is building and built. And Bernard, has he's run his first AA meeting since he's been back to the res. He's on the res. He's staying with his mom and to this point doing good. Y'all keep praying for the dude because he will be the pastor of the Steamboat Church one day. The Lord showed me that five years ago right after I met him with... The Chuck and Mark story on that one. The Lord showed me that. He'll be the pastor of the Steamboat Church one day. I don't know when. It's not my problem. It's not my timing. It's God's timing. I just keep doing what God tells me to do. Next slide. And finally, we'll finish up with this. Is there any after that? Where's Rod? Man. You're supposed to take it off my flight. You took off the wrong one. I had more flight. It's okay. No, don't worry about it. just giving him a hard time. It's my right. Uh, So this is the foundation. This is the finished foundation uh, for four Sunday school rooms and two bathrooms. Now, we don't have uh, any—I'm going to airdrop a picture to you, Rod. We don't have any um, water— And because we don't have any water, some people would think, well, why are you putting bathrooms? Because the Lord said, do that. That's why we're putting in bathrooms, because we know he's going to provide. And let me, uh, where is it at? It's supposed to be right here. There it is. Uh, I'm going to show you something. Don't throw this up yet. All right, you got it? All right, um, don't throw it up yet. Put the other one back up if you can. Um, we, that project, that mission project of, of building the classrooms, the Lord told me to have the church decide what project that they wanted to run. The church, I mean, not me. You see, I'm the Biligana missionary, white, white guy, missionary, and it's, it's uh, my background is construction. My mentor in that business, Wade Benton, you can ask him if I'm any good or not. Don't tell him the truth. <laughs> but uh, it's easy for me to do this stuff. And I organized and got the things together, but they're running the project. They prayed and asked the Lord what project that needed to be done. They said, we need the classrooms. So we start going on the classrooms. Um, and as we're digging for the foundation, two of the ladies come up and say, I think we need to put bathrooms in here, there's enough room. And I was like, what, uh, let me think about that. Yeah, you're right, there is enough room. We could put two bathrooms, even though we don't have water. These are the ladies. One of them was Catherine, Bernard's mother. The other was Johanna Begay. The lady at 76 years old led her first uh, uh, person to Christ at 76, and I baptized her at the church, church retreat, too. She's my Navajo grandmother. Go ahead. So, we commit to put the bathrooms in. We, Penny and I go back to our, our place where we live in Sholo, and I get a call the next day. The uh, church planning catalyst for my contact with the Arizona Southern Baptist to uh, plant churches, calls me and says, hey Mark, how you doing, how things going, yada, 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 yada. Hey look, and this same week that we were on the res for that construction, or or, or for that weekend that they decided this is what we want to build, or do, um, Penny and I were talking, praying, uh, more talking, and, just agreeing that the Lord is leading us in a direction of traveling more in our ministry. God is working out, making some changes. We don't know exactly what they are, but it's it's irrelevant. It's what Brother Tony was saying today. It's we we see it out there, and we were talking about the need for a fifth wheel RV. Now, granted, we only have one vehicle, uh, a three hundred thousand mile Honda Pilot. That's all we have and God's held it together. We don't have nothing to pull that. We get back home. Hey, Mark, could you use a fifth wheel RV? Yeah, I can. Great. Well, this is how it's going to work. It's in our spot in the storage in Sholo. That's ours. Same conversation. Oh, by the way, and we haven't heard anything on this yet. He said it's going to be a little while. Um, do you know or could, you, could your church use a well, a water well? said, hmm, let me think about that. <laughs> Absolutely. He's like, well, I got a, a call from a church that wants to put a well at a church on a Native American reservation. We're waiting on that. Now, how do I know we're going to get the well? Because two days earlier, our lady said, we need bathrooms. How do I know that a direction that we don't fully understand is out there? Because he gave us something that we didn't formally ask for. Now, I could go, there's a lot more to that testimony, a lot more. I don't have even this much time to uh, uh, be able to This much time is what I have. This is what I need to share the things that God's been doing in the lives of these folks. Now, we know that God has a direction for us and we know to keep going that direction because he put the cart before the horse. See, we don't have the horse. (laughs) We can't pull that. But he gave it to us. God's encouraged some of you to go a direction. Some of you. I know it because I've talked to some of you. And I, I, it was man such an encouraging message this morning. So, I mean, if you didn't hear it, get the recording. Because it, did, it doesn't get any better than that. Amen? It's Bible. <laughs> It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter. What matters is what God desires, what God thinks, what God wants. Uh, I prayed, and I'm gonna close with this. I went through uh, Experiencing God, Bible study. I've said this many times, and some of you probably heard me say it more than once. And uh, when I was 33, and in that Bible study, uh, knowing my background, knowing my past, knowing my history of running from God and running from a call on my life, figured I had blown it. Not, uh, not understanding, not ever being discipled properly. Ask God, let me be a part of those kinds of testimonies. I'm talking about experiencing God. Uh, if you haven't read it, ask somebody about it read it, go through the study, whatever. And Penny has the same heart. I want you to know, there's nothing that, it's like Jeff and Tish, there's no way that anything could be accomplished that we've accomplished separate. Not doing it on my own. You understand? I, I am the man I may, that that I am because my wife loves Jesus more than she loves me. Did you did you understand that one? <laughs> Not she makes me better. It's that because she loves Jesus more than she loves me. That's the reason that that we can accomplish the things that we've accomplished that God's used us to do, and it's 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 our privilege our joy and i beg god to let us experience those things in the last chapter of the gospel of john it said if if the, if books were written of all the things that jesus had done john said i suppose that the world could can, could not contain the books that could be written and uh, i'm <laughs> we're not there but it would take a book To share the things that God has done and the growth that the people have come through. You've seen change in lives. You've seen uh, what God's done. Listen, Uh, can I share one more thing? I'm going to share the text that I was talking about with Brother Tony. Now, this is Owen. And Owen is. We talk a lot of Bible. I'm I didn't think it was that far back. <laughs> I don't think it is. Today the Lord told me to preach, to teach and preach about John Wyatt and God is light. God is love. God is life. I was surprised God piece it. I'm reading it just like he sent it, y'all. <laughs> and he's, he's intelligent. I was surprised God piece it together like a puzzle. And thanks for your prayers, brother. And what he was talking about was while he was teaching, while he was preaching, he was saying that the Holy Spirit led me in a way, in that text that I just read, this is what he was saying. The Holy Spirit led me in a way that I've never been led by Him before, and it was amazing. That's that's the translation. That's what He said. You see, that's what it's going to take for a Navajo man to pastor a church. To be led by the Spirit and not by money, not by man, but by the Spirit of God. And, listen, you've Michael Memorial Youth has been faithful to support us. And God's brought us to a place where we're NAM. You know the Annie Armstrong, some of you may not be familiar with NAM, but and y'all probably watched Annie Armstrong for the Easter offering and all that. That's us. We're fully supported. We're employed, I guess, it's what you would call it by North American Mission Board. And God's done that. And us just following him. And I, I, I could go on and on. I'm not going to. If you want to, I'll be happy to talk more. You can ask Penny. I talk more than her. So Jeff's not by surprised, or Tish either is not surprised by that. But I, I'm willing to talk if you're interested about some of the other things God's done. Uh, if you have an ear and you want to lend it for a minute, I'm more than happy to share. Uh, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate the support that you've been for us uh, in the last five years. Well, seven, really. Because we came, the Lord moved us here two years. We For two years, we were here invested and digging in. And God said, all right, it's time to go. But he moved us here for that purpose. You can ask Tony about that conversation. And uh, here we are, five years in. And it's been amazing five years, amen? And I look for... However long more. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what that means. But I know that he's the only one that can do something like that. Amen? Thank you for your time. Uh, we will be out here by this table so you can talk to us more. Talk to I, I cut it off midstream. She loves to talk. So y'all get her talking. I tried to get her to come up here, but she, she said, no, you do it. No, she'd rather I do it, but I love y'all. Thank you.
1: But I didn't really know how that was going to happen. As all of that is happening, we are here talking about planting Harbor City and are in all the conversations about that and realizing that uh, how difficult it is to uh, to plant a church through Nam in the with the expediency that we're trying to accomplish and so we're dealing with that meanwhile these two in the fastest time I have ever seen in history Become Nam missionaries, which I understand that most of you don't have any idea what that means, but that is uh, that's the highest recognition you could get as a North American missionary, and it's extraordinarily difficult to accomplish. And in warp speed, that happened. Uh, Rod and I flew out to Arizona and went through the whole process because I had to be involved in the process in order for them to be able to for that to happen. And it all happened and it was just amazing to see all that happen. And the whole time that I was listening tonight and watching those pictures, here's what I was thinking about. Here we are on Sunday night sitting here watching this, listening to these stories, looking at these pictures and you know saying well amen that's amazing that's wonderful and I'm thinking to myself every year 7,000 churches close their doors they turn the lights out for the last time 7,000 every 12 months close their doors The vast, overwhelming majority of all of those churches baptized zero people in the previous year, and probably year before year before year haven't baptized some. There's Christmas trees and decorations in their baptistry. And we're sitting here tonight watching picture after picture of Navajo people being baptized in a place where for generations people said, You can't even plant a church. It won't even work. Nobody's going to. They won't. It won't work. And people are being baptized. And Navajo people are being raised up to lead the church. And it's truly just a remarkable thing. It's a remarkable thing to see. And, uh, you know, there's absolutely nothing conventional about Mark and Penny nothing nothing but you know what it's such a it's such a God thing and we have uh, sat in elders meetings and and prayed for them and thank God for them and wept for them and I just think, when all this started, it just seemed so impossible, so unlikely, and look at what God's done, and so who knows what the future holds for the two of you, but <clears throat> wherever the Spirit of God leads you, amen. It's a joy for us to be on the journey with you. And we are grateful. So grateful. And so we're going to pray and thank God and realize that a church in the middle of a place where nobody thought this would ever work, people being baptized, Navajo people leading the ministry to Navajo people the way God intended. That is such a remarkable thing to see. So just realize as we leave here tonight that you've seen something truly, truly unique that God's allowed us to be a part of. It's been a blessing. All right, let's pray. Father, all we can do is...